When your pipes break, you call a plumber. And when you're ready to win, you keep it right here. For sports gaming strategies and information, experts, it's a thing. The home of the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let's have at it. Vegas Sportsbook Radio from the KSHP Studios and 1400 in Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Thrilled to be with you on Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. College football got started. Illinois gets the W. Catching points, get the upset win. Fresno State put the Sasquatch foot on Connecticut. Yeah, your Bulldogs Woo-hoo. said that. Lay the 27 and a half there. Yeesh, Randy Etzel. You get enough money, go to a cottage. Hide. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself? Uh, the NFL, we get the preseason out of the way. Some interesting stuff over the weekend. Some teams played. I mean, with starters. Others didn't. I was like, biting my nails, man, on Saturday. Yeah. You know, Allen's out there. Everybody but Diggs played. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. I, ish, I mean, he was unbelievable. I was, I was telling you, did you happen to see... Okay, I'm sorry, but Bill's guy. Did you happen to see the touchdown pass he threw? I did not. I'll, I'll get it for you in the first commercial break. Okay. Ball, the line of scrimmage was a 31. He had taken him right down the field, but it was third and 15. So he drops back. Probably, he's, I'm guessing, he's about the 41, 42-yard line. And he, Gabe Davis runs a post route. He just he throws a dart, you know, hits him right in stride at the goal line. Stevie, he threw it from 42. Ball's never like higher than eight, nine yards off the ground. It was like he threw an out pass. It was like he was throwing a baseball. It was sick. I've seen guys like that. I'm, I'm I mean, no, I mean, no. Tell me who you see. I mean, John I'm, Elway. No, well, I was going to say John Elway and Jeff George are the guys that come to mind that had the strongest arms I've ever seen. Elway specifically. Yeah. Those, this guy's got it. He's got an Elway arm. Yeah. There ain't no doubt about it. Yeah. I I, I might throw. We'll count him on one hand. I, I might throw Namath and, and the Dolphins quarterback. I'm playing Marino. I might throw them into that mix. No. They're pretty strong arms, boy. They're not like that. All right. Now, Mar- Mar- Marino had that. He had the know, quick he, release. He, he had the quick release. Yeah. No, I mean, Marino was, you know, he just shred you apart. But I mean. Like threading a needle thing. I mean, that's that was sick. Yeah. But you know, so we got college football off to the races. Now we get going. Now we get all the teams in. So the weekend was good. A little football. Keep you hopping on the weekend. You had UFC stuff. Hey, yeah. So I, I did score the UFC. Back, back to the NFL though, real quick. Uh, a couple of the guys that, that might be available here, either being cut by their team or their team looking to move them. Uh, the tight end Ertz from Philadelphia. And the defensive back, Gilmore, from New England. If you're looking for a tight end or a defensive back, do you give those teams a call? 
If Ertz gets moved, he's going to Buffalo. Okay. I'm serious. Okay. That's been rumored for a long time. Okay. I mean, if they keep him, they keep him. But if they're not going to, you know, if you're going to cut him, they'll get, they'll get a sixth rounder for him or something. Okay. I mean, we see more trades like this in the NFL. Right. Now, hey, man, this guy's a player. And what about the deal the Buffalo's already done? Did you like that deal? Yeah, they got a sixth round pick for this kid. Okay. His defensive end went to Carolina. You know, I like it. And I mean, you're going to lose him for nothing. Right. You know, you get depth at the position. You, normally, you wouldn't be like salivating. I just read a story. Forgive me. I mean, this was not the plan. You make this a Bills thing. But Brandon Bean, since he's been there now the last three years, there are only two guys that they've drafted in the last three years that aren't on the team. I mean, he, you know, so a sixth round pick is no throwaway. Right. These guys are, you know, they, they get them, store, squirrel them away, practice squad, develop them, they play. So, yeah, you're giving me a guy that knows how to evaluate talent and get a sixth rounder. God knows what that turns into in five years. Right. It's as, a little different. As long as we're talking, Bills, we talked about Vanderesh being nicked again. Well, it's an illness this time, but God, he misses so. That, cowboy linebackers, I don't understand. But. Now, Milano apparently nicked in the, in the preseason. Is he okay? Yeah, no, they're fine. Okay, all right. No. Now, I, I, I heard you, no, so, not, it sounded minor, but... No, no, no. They have no... I think the only issue they got, maybe Harrison Harrison and Phillips with a knee is like the... And then Diggs, they've just held out. But well, Diggs, Diggs is running around. Milano's one of those guys like, you know, Dan Morgan in he, the day for Carolina. He's I, got a little Lee Van Der Esch thing yeah. to him. But he's but also when he really went, good when he plays. When yeah. he plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, you know, doesn't play enough. keeping him upright. Yeah, yeah. But I, I can't wait for the start of football season. By the way, I want to thank everybody over at the Superbook, Rosemary Ray, Jay, Cornegay. We had a great time Friday doing the shows over there. Had a great weekend at the golf tournament on Saturday. Gave away all the gave eight entries to the Super Contest away and a bunch of other great prizes. You know, when you're giving all these goodies away, Stevie. There were about 500 people in the Superbook, you know, sitting there swinging at it for the raffle. Sure. And it was, but we saw so many people. It, it was great fun. Great fun to say the very least. All right, we're going to take a timeout. We're coming right back. Don't go anywhere. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Mike Lewis is going to join us from the Sun Coast when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. giving you that other stuff. We just call it The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot on a Monday. Always a treat for us when our pal Mike Lewis can join us from the Sun Coast. The Boyd app, the Be Connected mobile app is unbelievable. The in-game wagering functions and offerings. Football's coming. It's coming fast. Mike always does such a great job for us on all fronts. 
Uh, I've got to ask him a couple of hockey questions in a little bit. We'll get to that in just a second. But let's say hi to Mike Lewis. Kind enough to join us. Football was the uh, order of the day. We had uh, Saturday college football. We had uh, day and night games and preseason football. That was a fun weekend in the book, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of action going on. And uh, thankfully the uh, preseason is uh, over and done with. And we can move on to the real uh, the real McCoy because, uh, boy, it, it really hurts to see uh, uh, these teams lose uh, players that they really depend on for uh, the regular season in a meaningless game, but we've seen a few of them begin uh, over the weekend. Oh, by the way, Dobbins, I mean, big injury for the Ravens, done for the year, so now, you know, I mean, that's a decent, I mean, it's a very good football team. You know, Gus Edwards, I guess, for starters, but might the Ravens be out there? I, I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know where you go here, Mike, but Edwards for now is the starter. Yeah, I, I think, you know, they really wanted uh, Lamar Jackson not to run quite as much if he didn't have to, but now it's right back to where uh, he's probably going to end up leading the team in uh, rushing yards again. Hey, Mike, I'm just wondering, with, with Hurricane Ida and, and its effects on the New Orleans community and, and the Saints week one were supposed to be, well, are right now supposed to be hosting uh, Green Bay, but that obviously uh, is not set in stone at this point. Uh, do you at the sportsbook have to either circle that game or take it down until you know where the venue is? Well, no, we just were uh, we're looking and making sure, uh, you know, trying to get some updates. I just got an update uh, just a short time ago that they, the Superdome did uh, receive uh, some minor damage, and uh, they're working to see, uh, you know, if, if it can be fixed prior. So I, I think within the next couple of days you're going to uh, – you're going to know if they're going to be able to play there or if they're going to have to uh, possibly stay in Texas and play there or uh, maybe move up and play in Baton Rouge. What, what's the difference just from you know not being at home for the Saints versus a neutral field in, in the point spread? Two points? Yeah, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, I guess the, the good thing that this team did is not only take the team with them to Texas, they actually had the team bring their families too, which was a I, I think will help these players out immensely. They're not having to worry about their families uh, that they know their families are safe and with them. So I think uh, you know if it was just the team there, they'd be uh, have a lot of other things on their mind. But uh, with their families being safe, it uh, helps them also. How about the betters turning their attention to Week One, Mike? After what they've seen throughout the preseason, can you? spot a couple of teams that they're jumping all over or running to the window to fade? Well, you know, I, I think they're, we didn't learn a whole lot, I don't think, in the preseason, uh, especially with the three-game format. I didn't learn a whole lot watching uh, the preseason. It was such a, you know, it, it was so odd. You know, usually you had that week three to see starters play at least a half together, and this, this preseason you didn't see that. So I think it's a uh, I know people are going to be basing it off of what they saw last year and uh, and think that that's what's going to hold this year. So we'll see how that uh, pans out. Your thoughts on um, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, getting the start in Jacksonville? Uh, Looked it, good the other day, boy. It, it, it's uh, that man. I can't help but think it's going to be a long season. Yeah, but I mean, Jacksonville. but he, I mean, he unloads Minshew, right? I mean, he. 
No. He, you know, he was talking the talk. That was a quarterback battle. But Lawrence did look good against the Cowboys. I know it's just a preseason game, Mike. Yeah, you know, they drafted him to be their quarterback. I think that, uh, you know, the, the difference between a Lawrence and a Minshew wasn't all that great. And Urban Meyer decided, you know what, if we're going to rebuild a team and we're going to, uh, you know, start all over and start from scratch, let's start with uh, the guys that are going to be here when we are relevant. And that's why they're going with Trevor Lawrence. You know, I've heard some rumblings out of Jacksonville. There's a lot of players that are not happy with Urban Meyer. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's just his coaching style or coaching, you know, you know, trying to, uh, you, you know, coax them up as a college team. or uh, But it seems like uh, he's rubbing a lot of the veterans wrong. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Jacksonville, how they, uh, how they perform and, you know, if they progress this year. Uh, you know, Urban Meyer teams usually uh, get a lot better as the season goes on. We'll see if that happens this year in Jacksonville. Well, we're not behind closed doors. We have no idea. But the the point remains, you know, Nick Saban, and that didn't fly right in the NFL, and the players wanted no part of that nonsense. And no, here's Urban no, Meyer. He's the, gonna... well, Urban Meyer's the same guy. And the thing is, the one thing is, you know, you can sit there and say, well, you ain't going to make my team or I'm going to take your scholarship from you, and it's my way or the highway. These guys got a lot of zeros after their paycheck, and then they're like, they're like, don't be treating me like a sophomore. I'm a pro. Yeah, and you know that's why you know sometimes college coaches are meant to be college coaches because they uh, they're tough on players and it, it wears thin on players pretty quick. But if you're a college coach, you know nowadays you only have these guys for three years, anyways. Well, Coughlin, so, uh, you know they can handle it, but you know now now the, in the NFL it doesn't work that way. Coughlin with the Giants had had to change, right? He was used to that style of coaching. When he changed, they won a Super Bowl, right? Well, what was it? Uh, what's his name? Michael. Oh, the, the come Strahan. On. Thank you, Michael Strahan. Sat him down and said, "You got a revolt on your hands." You know, the, some guy was thirty seconds late to the meeting. I mean, it was like, well, you don't want to be late for a meeting. He he wanted them sitting in the seat fifteen minutes before the meeting. Right. And and again, as you say, Brian, you can get away with that in in college, right, Mike? I mean, it, it, it's a different deal. Uh, these guys can have you know these guys can be drill sergeants in college, and you can't do that in the pros. You're, yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, you have no leverage as a college football player. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the coach. And uh, in the NFL, it's the players. So, you know, they're the ones that win the games. And, uh, you know, if, if there's a revolt, it's, uh, you know, 99% of the time the coach is the one that's let go. So hopefully uh, Urban can figure out how to modify his style a little bit or, again, you're, it's going to be a problem there in Jacksonville. Michael, Saturday now? Yeah, you know, and, and, the, and, and the thing is, you know, winning takes care of uh, yeah. most of them issues, but I don't see Jacksonville winning a whole lot this year. Well, I mean, you watched him during the preseason. You talk about a pained look on his face the entire time. Yeah, It's, it's one thing when you're sitting there and you're able to run downhill and step on the other team's neck all the time. It's another thing when that's happening to you. Yeah, he, he could be in for a rude awakening, and uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see how long you know if, if he he doesn't turn this team around in the next year or two, and it's uh, it's more of a struggle than he thought. And uh, you know we've seen him walk away before, so we'll see uh, we'll see what happens down in Jacksonville. <laughs> he hasn't even played a game yet. We got him out yeah. of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday's going to be nuts, Mike. I mean, here we go. I mean, let's let's get this uh, college football season cranking. Yeah, it's it, you know the the one great thing about college football. I mean, it it, it starts and uh, 
uh, every game counts. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, college football with, uh, uh, you know, the, the full year. You know, you don't have the split, uh, you know, starts. Everybody's starting, and uh, it, it, it should be uh, really good. And, you know, it was, it was kind of weird having the, uh, the, the games this week. They're sort of calling it week zero. So, you know, let's get to real week one and uh, let's uh, get the ball up in the air. By the way, UAB Jacksonville State on Wednesday. Bolo to games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it's going to be good. Mike Lewis, kind enough to join us on a Monday on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Lunchtime, John Smith Subs, 9701 West Flamingo. On Tuesday, buy one sub, get one free after 6 p.m. every day. Six-inch subs, only five bucks. And... Fantasy football dress. This is the big push now. If you haven't scheduled it, you still can at Oasis. 49.55 South Decatur. The banquet room is money. All right, we're coming back. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Mike Lewis is our guest. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Radio Network. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Prime Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, and our guest is Mike Lewis, our good friend at Vegas Lou, L E W, Vegas Lou on Twitter. And he's over at the Suncoast, the corner of Alta and Rambra. Okay, I know we got football, I know we got home stretch of baseball. The golf's unbelievable. Playoffs starting in, in NASCAR. They're laying the ice today at T-Mobile Arena. Okay, we're a month away preseason hockey, so hockey's going to get going pretty quick here. But Mike always talks hockey with us. I just we got to talk about this. What the Hurricanes did, offering Kokinemi a six point win six point one million dollar offer sheet. This guy's a $3 million hockey player. This was nothing more than revenge for when the Canadians gave an offer sheet to Sebastian Ajo. And, Mike, the stuff, it's hilarious. I mean, they literally, they take your toys out of the sandbox and go home. What were these guys thinking? They said it's a $6.1 million deal with a $20 signing bonus, which happens to be Ajo's number. They put the press release out in French to troll the Canadians, and then word for word, they used the exact same words that the GM Bergevin used when they did the offer sheet with I. They used every word, quote-unquote, except changed the player's name and threw it right back in the Canadians' face. And you go, oh, isn't that funny? Uh, look what they're doing. They're really trolling the Canadians. What a bunch of idiots! And then the Canadians go, you can have them. I'll take the first and third round draft pick. Yeah, you know, it, it, it is kind of comical, and it just it, it's head scratching. I mean, how how bad I think Carolina's off season has been. And you know, this this team was a cup contender last year. Uh, you know, they let their best goalie leave. They let their best defenseman leave, and then they want to give uh, 
a guy that was a healthy scratch in the in the in the finals a six million dollar contract for maybe a third liner. You know, I don't know if Kakanemi is more than a third liner. He hasn't progressed like they thought he would. Uh, being a high high draft pick, I think he went fourth. Uh, you know, they're doing Montreal a big favor. Montreal's like, dang, if we try to put him on the open market, we're not getting a first and a third or for him. So, you know, I, I definitely think that Montreal could that, uh, walk away from that, uh, you, you know, that offer sheet. You can take, guys, you can, and we'll take, we'll, we'll take the, we'll take, uh, the cap space and, uh, uh, add, add someone else, and we'll take the first and third round. Mike, pick and thank you very much. The owner is this Dundon guy. You know, I was like, really, what a you know, what a clown. And Waddell, the GM, gets sucked in. Like, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do because the owner's the boss. But at the end of the day, the Canadians, you can take that first and third round pick. You can get a 35-40 goal scorer for that. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, you're going to get, you know, we're not going to pay this guy six million. We'll we'll go out there and give someone that deserves the six million six million. Uh, you know, how 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 can you conceive giving someone, you know, for Montreal? How can they how can they think about matching this uh, six million dollar contract when you just scratched him in the finals because he wasn't good enough to be on the roster? So the first thing that came into my mind when I heard about this, Don Cherry was right about these guys. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, and he called them a bunch of knuckleheads. Oh, well, he was yeah, it was yeah, yeah the, cele- the, the that celebration. Was, that was the celebration thing. But, thing, that, yeah. but, that's but no, the the owners like that, Mike. I mean, I don't know. He's one of these guys. You know, it's like a toy to him. Yeah, he you know he definitely doesn't understand the business of it, but yeah. I, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Uh, you know, Takanemi's played 171 games uh, through that. He's got, you know, 22 goals, you know, in the 171 games. That's not a $6 million player. Well, but I mean, honestly, the, the truth of it is, and sorry to Canadians fans because everybody gets all nuts. Look what they did. This is a, They're going to be a dynasty. Well, they got hot. They, they were in a Tootsie Roll. I mean, they've had a rugged off season. I mean, there was nothing yeah. to write home about yeah, going on up there. They really did bail them out here. Yeah, you know, you look at what they what they have on this team now. I mean, they they did bail them out. Uh, are they? You know, is Montreal better now than they were at the end of this past season? Now without Shea Weber playing, you know, thankfully, uh, Carey Price made a miraculous comeback. You know, it sounded uh, when they when they didn't protect them that Carey Price may never walk again. With all his injuries, now you know. Luckily, luckily he's uh, he's going to be healthy for training camp. So, yeah, they, you know Montreal. That was a uh, it was it was a hockey anomaly. The team got hot at the right time, and uh, they made it to the final. But this team is going to struggle to uh, to contend for a playoff spot again this year. And you know, I think Kakanemi has some hockey left in him, and I think maybe the uh, the more wide open type of uh, game Carolina plays will help Kakanemi. Uh, you know, restart his career. He's still a young kid. Uh, the Montreal system, you know, the you know, dump and chase and just worry about uh, capitalizing on mistakes. Uh, that didn't really fit him. So I think he's gonna he's gonna play better in Carolina than he would in Montreal. But I don't think he's uh, gonna be playing uh, worth a six million dollar player. Well, Bergevin's a nut bar up in Montreal. He's always in there trying to swing for the fences. And I'm not saying this is gonna happen. I still think you know. 
it's the cast of characters we've been talking about. And the owners are like, no, we don't, we don't want Eichel going in the division. That's stupid. But if you can get the king's ransom that no one will give you and this problem needs to be resolved, all of a sudden, Montreal's got a first and a third that they can throw into a package on top of what they, you know, if they were drawing a line in the sand, now maybe they go nuts and overspend because they've got more bullets to do do it with. I I don't know. And then what did you make of Eichel changes agents to the Pat Brisson guy? I mean, I don't know what you believe you know, what an agent can do, I think he could have input and maybe sway somebody. But, oh, by the way, everybody was making the connection. And think about this. Bergevin's like his best friend up in Montreal. That was like one of the first things people talked about. The other thing is blood's thicker than water. Brisson's son is a first-round draft pick of the Golden Knights. So I don't know if the agent can actually, you know, make this thing sort itself out. Or this is just something that keeps twisting in the wind for another five months. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what's going to go on. You know, I don't know why he changed agents. Maybe he just wasn't happy. Nothing was getting done, and he thinks Prasan can facilitate something a little quicker. Uh, maybe Prasan sees things uh, in Eichel's way more than his uh, last representation did. You know, as far as what ends up happening, you know. The big news over the weekend was, oh, my gosh, Jack Eichel's packing up his hockey sticks and he's making a trip to Montreal, which I guess he did uh, two days ago. Uh, what does that mean? I I have no there, clue. There's, so. like a, there's like a hockey camp up there. McDavid's there. Right. And, and, yeah, and apparently, no, apparently but apparently his involvement is off ice. Right. But, you know, it, so bottom line is we all know that until, you know, people, the other teams get – better measure on what his injury is and what it's going to take and how long he's going to be out. Uh, I just can't see it it happening until the Sabres become more forthright and say, okay, this is what his medical says. The crazy thing is, as nuts as we are about hockey, and we're thrilled football starting, but because everything, it was the compacted schedule and it went late, talk about a short off season. We don't have to wait for long to get it to come back. And apparently, um, I was reading that apparently things are lining up that they're about to make the agreement. It, it is starting to look like the NHL is indeed going to go to the Olympics. Yeah, I heard that uh, they should that uh, they have to make an announcement within this sometime this week. So I mean, we should put that to, to rest uh, sometime in the next week that uh, they come out and actually make uh, an official decision, and it'll be good to know, I guess, if they're going or not. So. You know, it's uh, it's getting closer. I mean, we got prospect camps going, going to start here in two to three weeks, and uh, something that I know uh, you're going to probably keep a little uh, eye and ear on during the hockey season is uh, I just got the uh, uh, this year's schedule for the University of Michigan playing. <laughs> Hey, somebody with, uh, is it? Are any of these games on TV anywhere? I without having to buy the Big Ten package. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to. I, I think there'll be uh, there'll be some uh, hockey on uh, some channels here. I mean, you, you, uh, think, you think know, that that know, team is this. loaded? I mean, there should be, you know, anything can happen. One game, right? A goalie's the great equalizer. But I mean, literally, sure. if there's a team that's just that absolutely should win it, you talk about they got the one, two, and three picks of this year's draft that instead of playing pro are coming back to play there. 
Well, you know, honestly, this team's a little low, more loaded than that. They got four of the top five picks from this year. Uh, they actually have seven first-round picks on this roster and another five guys that have been drafted. So they have 12 NHL draftees on this team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, you, you, your Buffalo Sabres uh, also uh, have the rights to uh, Michigan's goalie, Eric Portillo. Hey, Mike, Mike dur- during the season, will this team draw enough public interest that you might hang some lines up on this on, on their games? Will they be minus three bucks at every three eighty and everything. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure. We'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes and see. Uh, you know, I'd like to see some NHL uh, or uh, NCAA lines in hockey during the regular season. That would be nice. Uh, but yeah, going through their schedule, it is nice that uh, they play back to back games in January against the defending champion UMass. So that'll be. Uh, That'll be some good hockey. Now, that would be a weekend. I mean, you know, ESPN sticks their toe in the water with with college hockey. Obviously, when they get to the yeah, – but the NCAA probably be sitting there trying to drop a medicine ball on them for rights fees. But that, talk about wetting your whistle. That'd be great if, you know, one of the ESPN channels threw that on for a couple of days. Yeah, you know, now that uh, ESPN also is going a lot of streaming uh, with the ESPN Plus, there'll probably be a lot Sometimes of times. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. To seeing you there. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Telling the folks on Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network, at hour number one. Lucky poker player sits down to play a hand of poker at the Golden Nugget and the progressive hit. You have to be dealt the royal flush. That thing had gone on forever and ever and ever. Saturday night, 9 o'clock, guy sits down. I don't know if it was like a 2-4 game, Stevie. Wins a million 93,000 bucks. That's the way to go. It's a nice 2-4 game. That's a, that's a good pot. <laughs> I'm sure games. he hit the happy hour at the chart house <laughs> and the, the Cadillac Cantina down at the Golden Nugget. Hey, if you're coming to Vegas and you're on the Strip, don't forget our buddy Tony Neville, Treasure Island, the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Sports Bar. Mike Lewis from the Suncoast is kind enough to join us from the Suncoast over at the corner of Alton Rampart. If you're coming in from out of town, check out where the locals uh, go. Play and stay. And the rooms are great, really affordable. Uh, consider where the locals go, and you can still get down to the strip and have your fun. Check out a place like the Suncoast. You'll have some good fun. Mike, the Be Connected app, uh, with the in-game wagering, all the props, the, I mean, you've taken this that app to the next level with the, the sheer amount of offerings that are there. Yeah, we have a lot of offerings, and we're going to have, uh, you know, now that football's here, you know, you got in-game wagering on every game, college, pro, uh plenty of props you know 50 to 100 props on every game it's uh it, it does it takes the game to a whole new level and uh you know you just you just sit down especially the single games i mean you know you get the sunday night the thursday night the monday night the single games with the uh with the props and everything else that goes with it i mean you could just sit there for hours watching the game and basically making uh wagers on every play hey good fun in baseball over the weekend the yankees Win the first two games in Oakland. 
13-game winning streak, A's five-game losing streak, and all of a sudden it's looking pretty rugged for the A's. And by the way, Tampa Bay keeps winning. But the A's get a split in the series. Uh, They win last night, get a two-run homer in the bottom of the eighth and kind of keep themselves breathing right there. This is going to be a fun stretch run in baseball. It's going to be a real uh, fun stretch. You know, the Rays, they just keep, you know, finding a way to do it. But the Yankees are red hot. Uh, You know, you get the the Red Sox are right there behind them, you know, with the rivalry between them two teams. Uh, Really, you look at the divisions and, you know, besides the White Sox and possibly the Brewers, uh, every every division, uh, you know, that that leader is uh, looking back and uh, looking in the rearview mirror because, uh, you know, the, the, the second place teams are they're still lurking. Am I crazy to say this? If the Yankees and Red Sox, if the season ended today, they're playing the wild card game. If it does end up being Yankees Red Sox in a one off, would that game generate World Series game money? I mean, would that be like one of the? Could that could potentially be the highest handle game in the entire postseason? Uh, it could. You know, we've you know we we've seen it before when these two teams had to play a one game playoff, and uh, we still see that them highlights today. Uh, yeah, it, it would be a, it would be a must watch TV. I mean, even though we watch these these two teams battle ten to fifteen times a year on national TV uh, for a game that, uh, you know, winner take all. Yeah, that uh, that would be one intense game. Okay, I remember. Sorry, Steve. No, it's fine. I remember. I'd come home from college after school. Oh, I know what you're talking about already. Yankees, Red Sox, and I'm on the phone with a buddy of mine who's a Yankees fan, and we had a, the phone – this is back in, these are, well, it's actually the very, it's like right when first touch tone phones first came out, because we had had the rotary down, but it, we had a touch tone. But the extension. It wasn't co- the crank phone? No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. Not soup, not soup cans and string. No, no. This was an action. But, okay. but, but the extension cord on the phone, it was like 20 feet. It was okay. just, and I'm like sitting on like a, a footstool in front of the TV. When Bucky Dent hit the home run, the phone goes in the air. I'm running around the living room. That game was unbelievable. It was. It was. It was. You know, it was one of them games that just, uh, you know, it, it stands the test of time because we still watch. Uh, we still watch it, and uh, you can still get arrested in Boston if you mention. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you don't want to mention that game in a, if you're in a cab or an Uber ride there. No. I watched that. I was watching that game in the in the library in in college, and I'll, I'll never forget. You know, Skremski hanging his hand. That the, the the Boston fans have a little different reaction. Here, what do you remember game. this movie? It's radio. This doesn't. It? What's this? Oh, uh, that's uh, Nettles. Uh, I, catching I the did the. Line. I put the the glove to my shoulder and caught the the Skremski pop up. He knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Where were you watching that game, Mike? It's amazing when you when there's a monster event like that. You know, you know it's big when you remember where it was you watched it. Yeah, I was uh, I was in my living room. I got home from school and uh, uh, in time to watch the end of that game. And uh, yeah, it was it was one of them games that you just sit there and go, "Oh my gosh!" And you know, especially back then. I mean, baseball was the king. I mean, you know, football wasn't king yet. Baseball was you know America's game and. 
the national pastime, and you know, it, you you know, basically, you have to win your division to get to the playoffs. I mean, there's no wild cards or anything there. And uh, yeah, you, you watch that, and you, you you see how a team wins that way, and it's just like you know, even if your teams aren't involved, you you, you know, you're still seeing uh, some uh, history in the making. Do you think? And I understand. I understand. It's money, it's TV. Do you think baseball's missing the boat? Because some of the true joy of those games, they were day games. Should they play some of the playoff games in the day? I I think so. I think, uh, you know, I know they want the TV and everything, but if they could plan it around, you know, know, hey, you know, kids get out of school at 3 o'clock, that you could start a game at, uh, you know, one thirty, two o'clock, and yeah, they might miss half of it, but they're going to run home and, and uh, catch the, the the last half of it. Uh, I, I think they they may be missing the boat because you know in, in school I used to love that. Well, I still remember I had Michael. a couple of teachers that uh, would bring their transistor radios in, and when uh, the Tigers had day games, they turned it on, and I'd uh, about the only time I wanted to be up at a teacher's desk is when the radio was on. Well, buddy, I went to a Catholic grade school, okay, back in the day. The nuns, I mean, listen, you know, I mean, every elementary school was like Paris Island, you know? But the one thing the nuns let you do, I, I was sitting in my school school chair, my, you know, tucked in the, stuffed in the seat. I'm sitting in the classroom watching Ron Swoboda make the diving catch when the Mets won the World Series. They let us watch the World Series game in school. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, as I said, you know, baseball back then, it was the national pastime. And people, you know, it, it's much different now. You know, I guess nowadays you just, you know, uh, put a pitch-by-pitch alert and you sit there and watch your Apple Watch and get updates on every pitch. It's a little different now. But, well, well, you yeah, know, you know I, it's uh, crazy. I, I agree. I, I mean, it was, it was part of loving the sport is – that uh, it happened during the day. I mean, you might miss half of it, but if the game starts at 8 o'clock at night and you're in school, you're never going to see the end of it. I'd rather see the end of a game than uh, be able to only catch the first few innings and have to go to bed because of school. Like they care what I say, but ESPN, okay, the game cast thing, when, when you're sitting there, if it's not on TV or something, it's the tail end of a game and you, you got action on, you're watching the ninth inning, you can't tell the difference between a, a ground out, a double, or a home run. It's like every ball's hit the same way, and they're like, "Look at Anthony!" Yeah, oh, he popped out the shortstop. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, come on, man, give us give us a, some hope when the when the ball's hit on the on that little GameCast app. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's tough sometimes watching it on a little screen, but you know, it, it's better than what you used to have. But yeah, I, I agree that they uh, they they really should have a lot more day games and. Uh, you know, conventional doubleheaders, and you know, yeah, I, I still think that they should play doubleheaders. Everybody should play doubleheaders on Saturdays during the summer, and you probably can uh, knock a couple weeks off of the season. And you know, uh, you know, when we all remember Mister October, always happens at the beginning of October. Now it's become Mister November. Yeah, exactly right. Has the baseball handle dipped since? preseason and college football have arrived? Uh, not not by a lot because I really, you know, I, I, I think that uh, coming up this week you're going to start seeing the dip. Uh, you know, I still think you'll see parlays and everything come in with the teams, you know, people riding the streaks, but 
come later this week when uh, football, college football rolls around. I think you see you, you definitely see a big decline, uh, especially like on a Saturday when everyone's looking at uh, uh, the first week of college football that uh, baseball will take a backseat to uh, most players. Hey, Mike, what's the handle been like through the season on Tampa in, in that American League East? Because they're winning all these games, but they don't play that public, exciting, you know, brand of baseball. So, so is is the public wagering on them because they're winning, or not so much because of the brand of baseball they play? And and if the public isn't, are the sharps maybe taking advantage of what might be a shorter number because the public's not wagering on them? No, I mean they're they're, they're betting Tampa. I mean okay. it, the one thing is it could be a, a public team, not a public team. When you're winning, they're they're betting on you. Okay. Uh, you know they're nine and one their last ten. People are betting on it. Uh, you know that's the one thing about baseball. A lot of people will bet and they won't watch. You know if you have a five sixteen parlay, you're not watching every everybody on your uh, on your parlay ticket. You're not watching every one of those games. I think you're you know a lot of baseball betters they'll make their bets and then later at night they'll check the scores. That's, that's know, what I used to football, do. Unlike football, where you you'll make a bet and you'll you'll watch them games, so it's a little different with baseball. But uh, you know, I think early on in the season, Tampa, you know, when they didn't come out of the gate firing like they are now, uh, not as much uh, not as, not as much attention. But once they uh, started heating up, uh, yeah, it didn't take long for betters to uh, jump on them, and they they continue to ride them. And why not when you're one nine out of ten? Uh, you know, you ride the streaks when you're when you're betting baseball. Michael, running back to college football with you for uh, just a minute here. Appreciate you taking time to join us today. The public teams in college football, uh, okay, these numbers, they're up now. From a futures perspective, regular season wins, things of that nature. Who have been some of the teams? Is there a sneaky team or two that you're going, oh, boy, the betters really like this this bunch? It's usually it, it, it's the, the the known teams. I mean, you got your uh, Alabama's and Ohio State, uh, your Clemson still. Uh, Oklahoma's been a team that's gotten a lot of uh, a lot of uh, play this year. Uh, you know, they, they looks like they their defense is going to be one of their better defense they've had in a long time. So Oklahoma's gotten a lot of play also. Uh, but usually it's the it's it's the top teams. There you go, man. Can't wait. It's going to be a fun, fun stretch. Football is officially here, Mike. Oh, yeah, there's, pre- there's some good games in this first week too. I mean, there's you know, unlike uh, uh, last year when it was all uh, conference games, we got some uh, nice crossovers this week. Mike Lewis from the Sun Coast, the corner of Alton Rampart. Michael, always appreciate you taking time, buddy. Always great information. Have a good week. We'll talk soon. All right, guys. Take care. Mike Lewis, good stuff, as always. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Hey, don't forget, if you can't make it to Terrible Herbst, they can bring it to you. Get the Terrible Herbst app. And I can only imagine they're gearing up for some cool VGK promotions, and we'll be getting you the word on that. All right, coming back, double-check the injuries with Stevie on Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Network. Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Scott Farrell coming up top of the hour on the network. Vegas Hockey Outline. Buddy, we're going to have some fun today. I'm looking forward to The most interesting man in hockey, Dennis Bernstein, the fourth period.com, is going to join us. Listen live function, KSHP.com. Let's uh, go through the injuries one more time. I'm going to start with this in the NFL, Brian. The uh, Houston Texans are prepared to have Deshaun Watson on the 53-man roster and then make him inactive every week. Uh, All this talk about him going to the uh, Dolphins. Brian Flores addressing the team. Don't worry about it. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't know if there's where there's smoke, there's fire, but the NFL's done nothing with him. If if that doesn't get done, if he's not traded, uh, Houston's prepared to pay him his $10.54 million salary as well for not even being there. Uh, elsewhere in the NFL, uh, for Minnesota, Irv Smith with a knee injury, has surgery scheduled this week. They're not sure how bad his meniscus is. He could miss four weeks. He could be done for the season after the surgery. That's a we'll tough see. one. He was going to have a big year. Also, uh, in other tight end news for the New York Giants, uh, Kyle Rudolph uh, with a foot injury is questionable for week one. Uh, Indianapolis has placed Carson Wentz on the COVID list now. One would assume that he'll be ready uh, for week one. In San Francisco, Dre Greenlaw with a hip missed Sunday's game. He's questionable for week one. Uh, Cincinnati's Trey Waynes has a hamstring injury, also questionable week one. Uh, Tennessee's Ben Jones, uh, he has COVID issues, uh, missed Saturday's games, questionable for week one versus Arizona. Uh, For Seattle, Tyler Lockett with a groin injury, missed Saturday's game, questionable for week one versus Indy. And in Dallas, a shocker, Brian, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch with an illness, apparently not COVID, uh, missed Sunday's game. And right now they're listing him questionable for week one. But they Tampa. say Dak Prescott's good to go. <laughs> That's what they say. We'll see. I, I got to tell you, the, those two, he's got two injuries. That scares me. Follow him on Twitter at Stevie Slapshot. Follow me at Brian Blessing. Thanks to our producer, Chris Pavona, back in New York. Scott Farrell next on the network, Vegas Hockey Hellline locally. Thanks for joining us. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Every single.